Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by TennesseeTickets.com. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at A to Z Sports. You like our Facebook page, at A to Z Sports Nashville. We are Nationals On Demand Sports Talk Network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors, because they make everything happen for our show, for our business, and they help out you guys. TennesseeTickets.com. If you're looking for Titans tickets, you can buy them right now. And if you buy them at TennesseeTickets.com, one, use the promo code TITANS20 for $20 off your purchase. Two, if no fans are allowed at the games, you get all your money back. So TennesseeTickets.com is where to go. Renters Warehouse, the professional landlords in the Nashville area, RentersWarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, got to work out today. It's going to take 15 minutes. It's going to simulate five-plus hours in the weight room, and it's also the safest fitness program during the pandemic, your first workout is free at mandu.com. The Tucker Agency, Nashville's independent insurance agency, tuckertn.com, is where to go for their services. Uh, you've also They will help you save, on average, 20% on your personal insurance, tuckertn.com. And Calvin and Subtle, we've all been using our own floors in our house a lot over the last couple of months. Uh, calvinandsubtle.com. If you want new hardwood floors, go to the experts. They'll do it the right way for a great price. Calvinandsubtle.com is where to go. Zach, uh, Rob asks, you know, you did not play Blitz yesterday. You took a bye day. Right. A well, yeah. Uh, yeah. No blitz yesterday. Look, I, I think of the temperature and the climate of what yesterday was. Um, I, you know, uh, me playing blitz was not important. And, and look, it, to me, blitz, me playing blitz is important, but to the world, it's not. And I did not feel like yesterday was the day to play. We do carry on today, though, in our season, trying to get seven and two, travel up to Cincinnati and face the Bengals one o'clock. That's what I'm saying. 1 p.m., get ready, get your live notifications ready. Air McNair, Eddie George, who we'll probably talk about a little bit on this show, they're going to try to move to 7-2 and two in their run to a Blitz 2000 Super Bowl. So stay tuned. I've had a lot of fun. Thank you for all the support. It's starting to grow. More people are starting to watch. 1 p.m. Central Time. We'll see you there. Yeah, and, and there is a connection of of you playing Blitz in the 1999 season in the show topic that we're having today because obviously the 1999 season is when the Titans went to the Super Bowl in Atlanta. That's what Zach's trying to do on his N64 uh, each afternoon at 1 o'clock. But the Titans, I think there's some similarities you can draw to the Titans' 1999 year to the Titans' 2019 year. 20 seasons later, there are some similarities you can look at now, obviously, the 99 Titans took it one step further than this past year, but you look at both seasons were a, say, a surprise. Nobody expected the Titans to make a deep playoff run like they did. They got great quarterback play, heroic quarterback play at times, led by a dynamic running game. Uh, and the offense was way more explosive this past year than it was in 1999. A good defense this year, a great defense in 1999. So, Zach, the Super Bowl window, we believe, is wide open. Why do you think that? Well, look, I think that there are uh, a number of reasons. I mean, them going to the AFC Championship game last year is number one, right? I mean, they, they went to the precipice of getting to the Super Bowl for the first time since 99. And what did they do? And, and this is a strategy that John Robinson and Mike Vrabel, I think, put together in the offseason. Amy Adams strunk to her own degree obviously as the owner but what did they do they said look we're going to run this back we believe in the core of what we have right they could have gone out and gotten Tom Brady they could have done what I don't even was that Bill Barnwell that said they should have cut ties with Tannehill because he was too expensive and go out get Nick Foles or Andy Dalton yes shoot me in the face right thank God they didn't do that right they decided to say look let's bring the band back together something that the 1999 Chicago Bulls did not do. The Titans are trying to do that same thing, core group. Here's the number one reason I think, look, we're going to ask you, what, what about the Titans gives you the most confidence that they can make the Super Bowl in 2020? I think it comes down to, honestly, for me, one person. One person individual. It's Look, I know it's a team game, but it's one person. Also, I'm going to tell you that one person, but first, I want you to talk to the folks about Mandu. I'm going to get my Mandu on today. I can't wait. Oh, really? I want you to tell the people of when they can get their Mandu on. 
Yes, uh, I am doing Mandu as well today. Mandu is the pulse of fitness, one 15-minute workout of full-body electronic muscle stimulation. Simulates five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com is where you should go for your first free workout. It's also uh, the safest fitness program you could possibly do during the pandemic times. Your, your regular gym might be reopening. You might have a ton of restrictions on it. It might not feel right. Well, Mandu can help you out. Mandu.com. Again, it's a more efficient way of working. It's going to be easy on your body as you jump back into the fitness world. Mandu.com. I love it. Zach loves it. Mandu.com. Your first workout is absolutely free. So go check it out at Mandu.com. What about the Titans gives you the most confidence that they can make a Super Bowl run in 2020? That's the question we're asking you. I want your answers on Facebook and Periscope. Here's mine, Austin. Mike Vrabel. That's the one man. Mike Vrabel has experience. He's won Super Bowls as a player. He's he's changed the culture. We've seen this. Look, they went through some rocky roads, some rocky roads from the transition of Jeff Fisher, who they had for such a long time, went into Mike Munchak, Ken Wisenhunt, Mike Malarkey, and now Mike Vrabel. And they got the furthest they've ever been. And you know what? They had to make a quarterback change. They had to sit their franchise quarterback, Marcus Mariota, on the bench because he was either hurt or wasn't playing well. And from that point on, the big decisions that he's made, and you know what? Him and John Robinson have made great roster moves, but I truly believe, and we've seen him in-game. Austin, Mike Vrabel has gotten a lot better coaching, coaching in the game, and I think that's what gives me, and honestly the Titans – and Titans fans, the most confidence that they can win a Super Bowl. He's different than any other coach that they've had. I named them all. All of them really, truly kind of failed. Now, Jeff Fisher, obviously a different breed because of what he had in the early 2000s. But Mike Vrabel is the guy. That's the big key catalyst. I know Ryan Tannehill's different. I know Derrick Henry's coming to his own. The defense is good. If they get clowny, that could be a reason John Robinson or Amy Adams Strunk putting more money into the franchise after her father's death. But overall, the number one guy is Mike Vrabel. That's what gives me the confidence. All right, so what gives you the most confidence? You guys will get to some of your comments here in a second Then mine. Uh, that the Titans can make a run at the Super Bowl. Sawyer says King Henry. Uh, Ethan says he's he's going to say Derrick Henry. Uh, you didn't say Derrick Henry. You said it was one guy. Ooh, uh, you, you, you threw a curveball at, at yeah, Ethan Ramsey there. Rich on you, big dude. That's right. LGRW says Ryan Tannehill is better than Tom Brady. I think for what the Titans want to do offensively, Ryan Tannehill greater than Tom Brady for 2020. Absolutely. I'm on board with that. Uh, let's see. Dom says the Titans are built for success, uh, for a sustained period of time. I don't disagree with that. Tommy says the defense isn't as good as it was in 1999. I absolutely agree there. Javon curse that elite pass rusher, uh, is what the missing piece is for the defense overall. Titans for life says it is totally Derrick Henry. The others are accessories. How do you feel about that comment that, that the, that Derrick Henry is the key piece and everybody else is just an accessory to Derrick Henry. All right, so I'll tell you the reason why I didn't pick Derrick Henry, right? You guys know me so well, right? You know what I say. You know what I believe because I stick to what I say. I still believe Derrick Henry, unbelievable player, and is a key catalyst. But Derrick Henry, I think, proved last year that he can only get you so far. One man at running back can only get you to a point. And what was that point? It was a game short of the Super Bowl. It wasn't a Super Bowl or a Super Bowl win. That's the reason why I didn't go Derrick Henry. Do I think Derrick Henry will improve and get better next year because that's usually what running backs his age do? Yes, he hasn't hit the other side. He's actually, if you see any pictures of him, he's massive. He's getting stronger. He Again, I, I don't want to go to World War III. I've been watching the World War II documentary in color. I highly recommend that in Netflix. We ever go to a World War III we got to figure out, if we found out how to do an atomic bomb, we need to clone, right? And I want to clone Derrick Henry as all of our warriors of, for the United States of America. That's a different conversation. But I think the difference is all of the other pieces getting him over the hump, right? It's how is Ryan Tannehill going to do? How is A.J. Brown going to do in his second year? Is Corey Davis going to 
in his a contract year start to show us what he's made of as a fifth overall pick. Jonu Smith, the same. The defense as a whole. And so the reason why I picked Mike Vrabel is the one man that puts all of these things together and now gets a second year to do it with the same core pieces. You know, first year, Mike Vrabel is a first-year head coach. He had never been a head coach in his life. You got to kind of get – and we know what happened there. Rashard Matthews quits. Delaney Walker goes down. Mariota won't play because he's hurt. All of these things, Mike Vrabel's second year, it, it just keeps progressing. And so that's why I picked Vrabel instead of Derrick Henry. Yeah, and uh, Titus Five says, I didn't mean it negatively. They're all pieces. That Derrick Henry is just the biggest piece. Sure. And so <clears throat> my answer to this, because the question we're asking you guys uh, is what about the Titans? If you don't have baking soda, your pie sucks, right? So you got to have all of the ingredients. I understand what, yeah, what Titans for Life said. That was not an attack on you. Sure. That was, I think that was an overall, again, you got to have the full recipe. Well, as Mike Vrabel says all the time, there's no job too small to help this team win, right? Like that's, that's basically what he says on repeat whenever uh, he's talking about his Titans team or the city of Nashville when it comes to repairing from a tornado uh, earlier this year. Uh, that's what Mike Vrabel says, and and that's Khalif Raymond. Khalif Raymond might be the baking soda in that situation. You might not really think about it, but he helped to beat the Ravens with a big deep ball touchdown and made that a lot better. So for Your me, boy, it, David Long Jr. is the baking powder. <laughs> so for me, uh, what about the Titans gives me the most confidence that they can make a run at the Super Bowl in 2020? I think it's that <clears throat> the stars are. It's not that the stars are aligning, <clears throat> but the process is aligning because John Robinson took over four seasons ago, immediately changed the culture, changed the locker room, got leadership, got veterans infused in that locker room and drafted, started drafting the future stars of today's team. Then he made the decisions with the quarterbacks and all that. He made the decision to move on from Mike Malarkey, who was going to, who was acting stubborn and was not willing to move away from a, uh, an ancient offense in Terry Robisky. Then they get the new head coach that can take what they've built in the first two years under Malarkey and Robinson to the next level. They had the Mariota up in the air question marks because of the injury, but they had a backup plan. They were prepared for what could have happened, and they took advantage of it. And so I think the process has aligned. Season five for John Robinson, it's all his guys all his philosophy. Season three with Mike Vrabel, he's worked the kinks out of being a first-time head coach. He's won some, he's lost some, he's made great decisions, made bad decisions. It's year three for him, and it's run-it-back season. It's Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and the rest of that offense that had an explosion of points in the second half of last season, and Arthur Smith, who got his rookie year as a play caller out of the way it's year two. The process has taken some time and it's been nine and seven, nine and seven, nine and seven, nine and seven, but it is officially aligned for 2020 should be the year. And things are changing in the AFC as well. The Colts are in a weird spot because of Andrew Luck and now Phillip Rivers. The Texans are in a weird spot. The Jags, same spot. And then you have the Patriots changing drastically. And what does the AFC look like? Very different. Pat Mahomes is still the guy. You've shown you can beat him. You've shown you can beat Lamar Jackson. And you got to get over to Sean Watson at some point. But the process has aligned for 2020 for it all to work together. Yeah, you, you talk about the monkeys off their back, right? They had to do the Andrew Luck thing, right? You had to get that off your back. The they have done some hurdles, right? Tom Brady's now in the other conference, right? That's big. You don't have to go through these ones. Patrick Mahomes is going to be a force. I still, and I will say this, maybe because I'm a skeptic, I've admitted my wrongs on Lamar Jackson. I'm still, like, thinking about, is he going to come back and be as good as Patrick Mahomes was in his second year? Because what if he doesn't? What if he falters? What if he gets hurt because he runs all the time? What if he gets hit real hard? Patrick Mahomes is, I think, proven that he is able to elude and escape that. I think Deshaun Watson, right? We had some question marks about his injuries the beginning of his career, right? Torn ACL, he was getting knocked. Even last year, that back, 
I don't know how he played some of those games. How are those quarterbacks, the elites of the AFC, going to hold up? And then you got to look about, if you look at the overall scope of what the conference is, in my, in my rear view right now, probably if I'm the Titans because of where they finished last year, I think about the Colts. I think about the Raiders. I do. I think they've gotten better with their players. And I also think about the Denver Broncos, right? I don't know what Pittsburgh's going to be. I know what Ben Roethlisberger was. Is he going to be that same guy? And then the the Bills and the entire AFC East. I is yeah, but but it used to be it used to be that the Patriots and maybe the Colts and the Chargers were like the class of the AFC, right? And then the Steelers, obviously. Now there's a there's a everything's gotten muddied up and everybody's kind of been jumbled together which means who's going to jump out of that mess. And Nick Ewing brings up a good point, says the D.C. position, talking about defensive coordinator, is less talented because they went from P's to, they see he said variable calling the plays, but that has not been actually announced yet. They've been, they've been ducking and dodging that question for the last several months. They won't answer. So that's a, a, that is a big question mark, though. right? Dean Pease is not walking back through that door like he did a couple of years ago. That's going to be a change. It doesn't mean that it can't be successful, but let's face it, Austin, over the last, hell, half decade, they've had the one of, if not the greatest defensive coordinator to ever coordinate the game in Dick LeBeau, and they replaced his ass with one of the most experienced defensive coordinators that have won multiple Super Bowls with pretty much two-storied franchises with the Patriots and the Ravens, and he's gone. Mm-hmm. That's hard to replace, right? That's like trying to replace Tom Brady. Essentially. Well, it's because, and I think this will kind of transition us into a, a, another question about the Titans. But it's hard, to, like play calling. Play calling, excuse me, is such a feel process that you can't replicate one great and just say, "Hey, this this coach has been sitting under Dean Pease for five years. He's ready to take over." They're still going to be different. Because they have different minds. They have different gut feelings. Because a lot of play calling is about gut feelings and what you feel is the right decision on a specific situational play. And I, while I know and the players – I remember Kevin Byard talked about this when he spoke to the media via Zoom a couple weeks ago that Vrabel was basically the assistant DC the entire time. So the system is not changing. So, you know – Practice Wednesday, right yeah. The week of practice, Wednesday through Saturday, nothing's really going to change with what the Titans are doing defensively. But it all comes down to the decisions that are made, the plays that are called on Sunday and Monday during the game, and Thursday one time uh, of of how does whoever is calling the plays, how do they compare to the savviness? of the Professor Dean Pease. All right, so here's a great question that is brought up by, again, this is why we do this show. It's kind of great. We set ourselves up to success for a discussion, ask you guys questions, and then all of a sudden it can go into a different direction. Now, this is an extreme analogy because, let's see, these two guys haven't won anything. But Chris brings up on Facebook, he says, Derrick Henry is Jordan, Ryan Tannehill is Pippen. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna talk about that. We're not Skip Bayless and those deadbeat shows that are first take and undisputed. But I will trigger that off of another question. Okay, that being, can you get and win a Super Bowl with your running back being Jordan and your quarterback being Pippen? Because the three teams that we named, right, the Texans, you, you talk about the Chiefs and the Ravens, they're opposite, right? Their Jordan is under center, and their Pippin is somewhere else. Their Pippin's in the slot. <laughs> well, the Texans don't have their Pippin anymore. DeAndre Hopkins now in Arizona, right. you know, in the hot sun. Yeah, Bill O'Brien is definitely uh, Jerry Krause. <laughs> so, so what, what can you yeah, do? No, that? No. It's it's a fair question because you look at uh, I, I forget the exact stat, but it showed the salaries of the running back the starting running back on the Super Bowl champion uh, over the last five years. And it's all been guys who are making rookie money or on, you know, lower level veteran uh, contracts. Rarely do you have 
one of the top five, seven highest paid running backs on the roster of the Super Bowl champion. The Chiefs had playoff Damian, right? Damian Williams is a good player, but I mean, he's, he's Damian Williams. Like I, there's some, there's a multiple Damian Williams that play in the NFL and he's just one of them. But there's only one playoff Damian. Right. And that, and, and then what did they do? They went and drafted a replacement for him in Clyde Edwards, Alaire in the first round from LSU. So again, that's, that's a very interesting question. I think, Look, the analogy Henry's Jordan to Tannehill being Pippen, I, I, it makes sense to me. But I think Tannehill is more valuable than Scottie Pippen in that situation because of the Derek, position he plays. Right? Yeah, because of the position he plays and because of how good he was when he took over and how much the offense changed after uh, after he took over for Marcus Mariota because he they were. They're more equal. Look, I get it. It runs through the play-action philosophy of the Titans' offense. Therefore, Henry is Jordan. But I, I, I think it's more. You know, I don't know how to compare it. Compare it now. Maybe more like LeBron and D Wade in Miami. That maybe uh, Henry is the LeBron to Tannehill's Dwayne Wade at that point in their careers because those guys were more equal than MJ and Pippen. Well, so you're saying AJ Brown's Chris Bosh? That's. Uh... I didn't say that. You said that. Well, here's a good one because Bama Shane answered – well, he he answered his own question without knowing that he answered his own question. It's a good question. He says, the question is, who's Rodman? And the answer is, the Bama Shane, Lawan is Rodman, right? Yes. That's the easiest analogy. Now, and now I look, Lawan is Kirk? a lot more calm than Rodman was of what we know of Rodman is. Right, right. Exactly. So there's a lot of, look, there's a lot of good analogies as, as Jerome on, uh, on YouTube brings up. I said, LeBron D Wade, Jerome brings up Kobe and Shaq, which I don't know who was one, who was two with Kobe and Shaq in LA for those three, four years. Uh, but that's a, a good point, uh, as you well. Just hope Now here's a big point. You just hope that they're not Malone and Stockton, right? Because they have nothing to show for it. Or you hope that they're not Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas because they have nothing to show for it, right? right. That's yeah. what those guys, that's all well and good, right? Dynamic duo, smash and dash. But you got nothing. If you have none of these rings, it's not worth anything to me, right? A Hall of Fame jacket is great, a story, mm -hmm. but the Bills still stink, right? Yeah. I still don't want to go to Buffalo. Well, yep, yeah, that still don't want to go, right? So, that, that they have to become the first guys that we're talking about, not the guys that have nothing, uh, no jewelry to show. All right. So here's the question I want to ask uh, to kind of go a different direction in this. Cause we talked about why are we so, what makes us the most confident in the Titans making a run at the Super Bowl? Now, like, let's, let's do the other side of it. What will keep you from being confident on the Titans uh, making a run? So we'll do that. What, what do you think? would keep the Titans from making a Super Bowl run. But first, Zach, tell the people about Tucker Agency. Yeah, Tucker Agency, look, this is we do this for a reason. Tucker Agency has jumped on board, as you can see right down below. We got these brand-new, shiny graphics. That means visuals. So, hey, call Tucker Agency or go online at TuckerTN.com. Hell, you can email the owner and his team, Will. It's not info at TuckerTN.com. It's Will, W-I-L-L, -L, Will Tucker, Will at TuckerTN.com. All you got to do is, Will, heard about you on A to Z Sports. How can your insurance agency save me money? They will do it for you. That's the best part. Home insurance, auto insurance, renter's insurance, life insurance. You have that. I know you do. You're living. If not, you're illegal, right? You have to have car insurance to drive down the road. Or if you get stopped, you're going to get a ticket. They're going to bundle that. The average customer saved 20%. 20% is huge in this time. TuckerTN.com, but email Will, Will at TuckerTN.com. A to Z Sports here live on a Wednesday uh, asking the question, what do you think would keep the Titans from making a run at the Super Bowl? We'll get to your comments here in a second, but I do want to pass along uh, some sad news that just came out earlier right as our show started. Uh, Johnny Majors, legendary Tennessee football coach, a member of the College Football Hall of Fame, passed away uh, at 85 years old. I know a lot of our audience, uh, ball fans, Titans fans, combo uh, that respect what Johnny Majors was to the university, to the state. Uh, so rest in peace to the great Johnny Majors uh, passing away today at the age of 85. 
Uh, so did want to mention that to pay our respects. So now the question is, what do you think will keep the Titans from making a run at the Super Bowl? Um, and LGRW says, field goal kicking is a question mark for sure. Worst percentage since 1983 was around 44%. Yes, the Titans were awful, terrible when it came to kicking field goals last season. But Greg Joseph, I don't know if you saw on social media, Zach, Greg Joseph was working with Bo Brinkley and Brett Kern at Bruin Academy kicking field goals uh, last week. And I saw Greg Joseph drill one from 65 yards out. Obviously no defense rushing uh, and no game situation. But Greg Joseph, I, I feel okay with Greg Joseph moving forward as the Titans kicker. They signed him to a three-year deal when they added him to the team in late the season. They wouldn't have done that if they weren't confident in his abilities. Yeah, no, and look, they they never really got into a bind where they had to have him, and that's very unusual. They were playing at such a high clip last year where he didn't have to kick big-time field goals under big-time pressure. In football, that happens, right? You have to do that. Uh, you know, ask the Bears franchise about that. Since Cody Parkey double doinked, that franchise has been a complete disarray. Mitch Trubisky can't get his head on straight, right? Bears have pitchforks. But to answer the question, look, Paul actually has the simplest answer, and this is sad, but could be true: is doing no sports this year. Now he's a pessimist. <laughs> I don't like the pessimists. They're going to play the NFL games this year. I don't know how many fans will be there, but they're going to play the damn game. So, Paul, I will give you a sad emoji. A sad emoji. You will not get a love or a like or a care. But uh, uh, here's probably my answer. And I I don't want to fall back on this because it's too easy. But Brian brings up the most obvious. Derrick Henry gets hurt. You're screwed. You ain't doing a damn thing. You just not. That's your best player. That's what stirs the drink. I'm. Tr- I, I want to go a different way than injury, though. Uh, right. Jacquez says stopping the run this year. That that could prevent you. You've got to stop the run. That's got to be big. Uh, p- lack of pass rush from Bama Shane. There's uh, a lot of lack of pass rush. Guy Corey uh, Denise uh, Tommy all saying lack of pass rush. Uh, is what their number one concern is. I, guess. I have mine. Okay. Ryan Tannehill's regression. That's honestly, we should do this. Hell, I'm just going to say it because this is the truth. What scares me the most, right? We should ask what scares the most. Maybe we'll do that at a later time. We'll put that in the holster. I'll just tell you mine. What scares me the most and what should scare the Titans the most is Ryan Tannehill not playing at a clip or similar clip that he played last year. If he regresses, starts throwing picks, fumbles the football like he did early on, but he threw so many touchdowns, it kind of got overshadowed, right? If Ryan Tannehill regresses, this team will not go anywhere. It won't. It will stay that 9-7, and 8-8, and 7-9. and And... Mike Vrabel has said the expectations have have gone up. You have to win your division and get and play home playoff games and or get buys in the playoffs to make your road easier to the Super Bowl. It's the easiest recipe. The Patriots did it. He did it. The, the Chiefs did it. That's what you do. Ryan Tannehill not playing like he did last year you can't do that. That's, yeah, that's right. Well, and Bobby says, I think re- that regression is a given. He was on a Hall of Fame pace. And Lucas then says he he's not going backwards. I, I think – I think like, look, well, Regression is going backwards if you want to look at the definition of regression. Well, but no, Lugu- Lucas says he's not going to have that. That's what Lucas said. They were two different comments there, Zach. But, right, but, and so you've got – Bobby says he's going to. Lucas says he's not. Yeah, that's the difference of opinions. But I, I think when you look at what – Ryan Tannehill was doing, they were averaging over 30 points a game in Ryan Tannehill's time as a starter. That's that's insane. That's like top five, top three in the league. Mahomes does it. Right, but Patrick Mahomes, we understand that Patrick Mahomes, the young superstar that he is, was a league MVP compared to what Ryan Tannehill is at 31, 32 years old on his second team. Yes, he's gotten a couple contracts, but he's not the same skill set as Pat Mahomes because nobody is. So 
I, I think you you have to expect some natural regression for with Tannehill because thirty plus points a game is really not realistic over the course of a full sixteen game season. I mean, it, it is for other teams, right? But not Tom for the Brady did guys. that year in year in year out. The Ravens just did that. The Chiefs, as I referenced, did that. The the Steelers did that for years. Hell, Peyton Manning and the Colts did that for a little a decade. Yes, but that's you're talking about Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Ryan Tannehill is far from a Hall of Fame quarterback. But he was a Pro Bowl. He was a Pro Bowl sub. So, like, let's let's just be real. Look, last year was phenomenal in how he came off the bench and completely flipped the Titan season. But you're you're trying to compare him and compare the 30 points a game to guys who will be in the Hall of Fame on their first ballot. That's not Ryan Tannehill, and it has not been Ryan Tannehill for his entire nine year career. So if, if if regression is from averaging 31 points a game to 27 points a game, that's regression, but it's still pretty damn good, and I think good enough for the Titans to make a real run at things. I, I still think that Tan, – look, other players around him will get better, but Tannehill – and it, it goes – I think the reason why the, I'd say the word scared, Austin, is we've only seen that once. Right out of his entire career, the man's 31. He just got a massive contract. Right, we've seen more bad or average or less than adequate than really good to good. Sure, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, so that's why I say what I say. It's not like just this rookie quarterback that comes in and has a really good year and then the next year falls off. Right, it's not like the last seven games of Baker Mayfield's rookie season and then his following year. It's not like Tim Tebow and then his following year and the rest of his career. This is, we've seen what he is, had a really good year on a new team. How much did that factor into it? Or how much did Ryan Tannehill turn the corner to be a really damn good quarterback? I I don't have answers to this. We will find out. But that's what I will say would keep the Titans from getting to the Super Bowl or not being as good as they were last year. I think for me, it, I I look at how the Titans were able to stonewall the Baltimore Ravens in the playoffs and really did a great job against the Patriots running game in the first uh, playoff game. I, I want to remind, you know this, the Titans did a very good job of getting fourth down stops against the Ravens. They didn't do a great job of not getting the Ravens in scoring position oh they gave up a million yards like they literally gave up over 500 yards to lamar jackson like uh but they kept him out of the end zone early and they kept and they kept him from kicking field goals because they were able to stuff them on fourth and short multiple times early in that game how'd they do that with some big dudes up front and jarell casey who is a pro bowler they no longer have that they have daquan jones yes in the last year of his contract they have jeffrey simmons who expects big things from but for me the, the one thing that worries me the most about the Titans is their defensive front and the ability to keep getting pressure without having to overly blitz. And until I see Vic Beasley be a difference maker, and, and Shane Bowen, the outside linebackers coach, talked yesterday about uh, Vic Beasley and Harold Landry, and Bowen said Harold Landry played way too many snaps last year, and that was on him, and so that helped create the dip in his sack production late in the season that you've got to have more depth. You can't have Harold Landry have a dip in production when you need him in a playoff push. They got away with it last year because Kamala Correa stepped up, right? So until like, I, I want I want them to prove to me that they can still be as stout up front as they were last year because that defense was really impressive when it came to Short yardage stops. You look at what happened against the Chargers on the goal line. They won that game because of the defensive front. I think <laughs> I think the defensive front, along with some really nice plays from Tannehill and Raymond and Johnu Smith, helped them beat and get so far ahead of the Baltimore Ravens where they could ride Derrick Henry to the AFC title game. So it, I football cliche. It all starts up front. The offensive line was clicking last year. Got to replace Jack Conklin. Think they did that to the draft and Dennis Kelly move on. Can they fill the void 
from the defensive line of Jarrell Casey and how they put that together and improve upon the pass rush. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think I'll say two reasons why I think both of us are correct. Rob says, you know, Zach just says safety blitz them, right? <laughs> Every yeah, play. Every uh, play. Here, here's the reason why I believe that I don't disagree with you. I don't think you disagree with me because the four most important positions on a football team, right? We've named them before. This is, we go this over this, I feel like once a week or once a month, is quarterback, left tackle, cornerback, and pass rusher. Well, we've, we've picked out two of those four of reasons what would keep them, right? Right. I went with coaching overall. You went with the process because I think we're right. We're both correct. I usually we don't agree on these things, but today we oh, do. Because we're asking, like, why won't the Titans make the Super Bowl? There's a bunch well, of different reasons. The odds are that they're not going to make the Super Bowl. Yeah, the odds are. You, right. you yeah, ask Vegas that. But I think we were right in the stance of individually of what would keep them out, but overall as a broader view of what would get them in. Because we know that getting to the Super Bowl – takes time it takes general managers building roster it takes coaches coaching the players and it takes players playing to a level that they have never played at before right yes which is all the things that we started off the show the first 25 minutes that we were that we were discussing of why they can do it now brent brings up i fear the defense regresses with the loss of dean pease Jarrell casey and logan ryan because i said last year logan ryan's the defensive mvp right behind him is Jarrell casey Obviously, Kevin Byard's a Pro Bowl level All Pro player. Uh, you've got Malcolm Butler and Dory Jackson, both hurt last year at times. At the same time, and you've got good pieces like Jeffrey Simmons is a great piece. Harold Landry still had nine sacks last year in year two. Rashawn Evans, Jayon Brown, those guys are both really good players that are just going to get better. But you're losing probably two of your top three defensive players from a year ago, and the mastermind behind it all in Dean Pease. So. That's a lot to replace without an offseason. Now, yeah. every nobody has an offseason, so everybody's in that same boat, but the Titans do have a lot of leadership changeover without an offseason that just adds difficulty. And I stand by this, is if, if the Titans called me today and said, look, we need a guy to replace Dean Pease. We want you. Oh. I'm, going, I'm going with David says. I'm blitzing Kevin Byard off the edge. Blitzing Byard would be a new would be a new theme. And Trevor Trevor says honestly, it's not a bad idea just to send Vaccaro in every play because Vaccaro will get the job done. He really will. All right, A to Z Sports. Uh, let's do something fun. Zach and I are going to go head to head in a little Titans live trivia. We both have an area of self proclaimed expertise, uh, so this will be fun. A little live Titans trivia. Uh, we're going to try to stump each other. Uh, but first, Zach, tell people about Calvin and Subtle. Yeah, Calvin and Subtle is where you need to get your new hardwood floors. Very, very easy. Calvin and Subtle, Inc. right there. They're trusted right here in Middle Tennessee. 615-448-6414. It's very, very simple. You've probably been in your house for the last two months because of the coronavirus. Hardwood floors being scuffed up. Who knows, your pets maybe peeing in the carpet, ruining the carpet. Take that carpet out and get brand new hardwood floors. Very cost-effective, too. You can get it for $1.99 a square foot, or you get it for $30 a square foot. They've got all sorts of range. They have your perfect hardwood floors. That's CalvinAndSubtle.com, 615-448-6414. One to two weeks, called the material in, installed, brand new. That is the best part. They're efficient, they're effective, and they're trustworthy. CalvinAndSubtle.com. All right, A to Z Sports here live on a Wednesday. Uh, the Quintuple broadcast, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and IG Live. Ethan on IG Live says, what's up? Also, don't forget, the A to Z Sports podcast network is live. Uh, there's three new episodes this week out on the one feed, the brand new A to Z Sports podcast network, the Big Orange podcast every Monday. Buck Rising had a great episode of 615 Sessions uh, yesterday. And then this morning, Austin Huff and Jack Gentry with a brand new Tighten Up podcast episode. So check that out, the A to Z Sports Podcast Network that we're very excited about. Uh, so, yes, Zach, you ready for this Titans trivia that we're trying Ooh. to stuff each other with this? I am ready. So here's how it works. We've taken our, our, our expertise that we believe that we're experts in. My thing, right, everybody's got a thing of like, you know, ask me anything about X. My thing, and I'm weird about this, 
I know the uniform combinations that the Titans have played in for a long time, right? So Austin's going to ask me a game, and I'm going to have to tell him what uniform combination the Titans wore on that very day. Austin's expertise, on the other hand, and he's been touting this for years and years, and I will say hanging around him a long time, he does have a skill in this. It's really fun, though, when he gets it wrong. It doesn't get me anywhere. Yeah. The skill it gives well, me nothing. You think knowing what the Titans wore gets me anywhere? No, of course not. This is just random plays, random things that we are very knowledgeable about that mean nothing. Austin is good at naming players and where they went to school, right? So if I give him player X, Austin will say he went to – Texas, or he went to Ohio State, or he went to USC, whatever that college is, he can do that. Now, he can do that on a larger scale. We're going to dumb it down to Titans, right? So I've picked out five Titans. He's picked out five Titan games. This is how we're going to do this. First time we've done it. We did it on the, the fly a couple of weeks ago. It's coronavirus season. Let's see what happens. Yes, let's have some fun. Okay, so I, I will start and send you – your first question, Zach. So I will start uh, with the older games and get more recent. I didn't go uh, beyond 2016. So 2016, Zach, Titans at San Diego Chargers. Ooh, at San Diego Chargers, this is easy. White tops, light blue bottoms. That was the game Mariota went to the right side, dove into the end zone, but they lost at the end of the game. Delaney Walker had a touchdown, but they lost white tops, light blue bottoms. That is my answer. And I'll actually go a step further. That was the game that the Chargers actually wore their light blue uniforms with white bottoms. So it was back and forth. That is correct. You are 1-0. and <laughs> Absolutely nailed it. Uh, yeah, Marcus Mariota had a couple of turnovers uh, that crushed the Titans in that game. So, Zach, you were 1-0. Uh, Jack Gentry, shout out to Jack of the Titan Podcast, who helped me out by sending me pictures of this. I can't put them up on the screen because then that would just give Zach a, a, a cheat code right there. But that is correct. Uh, Titans light blue uh, pants, white jerseys, and the Chargers oppo. So you're 1-0. Congrats. All right, so I'm going to start out – you're going to start out probably a little more difficult or later and get recent, right, memory? Yes. I'm going to go – I think this is a softball. I don't know, right? But I can't – here's my struggle. I can't ask you Wesley Woodyard. I know you know where Wesley Woodyard went to college, Yeah, right? Kentucky. Kentucky. Right? I can't ask you that. So I had to go back into, you know, the 15, 16, 14 area – to get some obscure players, I was. These guys made the roster, right? Like the, the, all of all of them donned the two tone blue, not just like training camp no. guys who are part of the ninety man roster. I have one that he played. I got look. I'm going to go through them. So right now on my list, I have six because I have a, a huge wild card that I do not think you're going to get. Like, so that's like a I, bonus. A bonus because I'm so not gonna, you're not holding that against like me if that. I don't get it. All right, bring it on. Your first question, that's a little bit later. Your first one though, running back David Cobb. Minnesota. That is correct. Didn't skip a beat. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Fifth yeah, round draft pick out of Minnesota. Uh there you go. So David Cobb. All right. So Zach, your next game, 2016, same season. Titans at home. Versus the Indianapolis Colts. Titans 2016 at Titans at home versus the Indianapolis Colts. Ooh, this is good. This is a trick question, and I'll tell you why. This 2016 was the year that Marcus Mariota broke his leg, correct? Right, so that means that he broke his leg against Jacksonville. They played a meaningless game against the Colts at the end of the season. Mm. Ooh, man, maybe I'm skipping this. 
You may help me out. They played played the Texans at the end of that year. Correct. Okay, so I'm going to flip it. They – At home versus the Colts. Oh, is this Monday Night Football? All blues, Navy blues. It's not Monday Night Football, but all Navy blues is correct. (laughs) So so you got it right. Uh, But, but, you know, it was definitely during the daytime. It was absolutely a noon game in the middle of the season. Uh, Do you want to – that was the year. Oh no, no, no! That was they played him at the very beginning of the year. That's right. Colts obviously wore all white, and uh, did wear all white. You're correct. And Mariota had opportunity to go down the field and score at the end of the game. That was a tight game. Uh, yes, it was a tight game. But so again, two for two for you. All right, what's my second? I'll, I'll take the back door. Yeah. All right, here's one. Again, I don't know if these are softballs or difficult, but let's go with Byron Bell. Byron Bell, we saw that man break his leg. This is a little bit more difficult. We're stepping up the notch right here. Byron Bell played at Carolina, not the college, but played it. Uh, he played a lot of players. Byron Bell, do you remember old Byron Bell? This is a tough one. I can't just come out of the gates with softballs. The David Cobb thing got me. I thought you'd think a little bit harder about that. Oh, this is tough because I also know a buddy that played with Byron Bell in Green Bay. Oh, I I want to say I want to say Big Ten, and I want to go with Purdue. That is incorrect. Ah, this was an obscure college, but here it is. Byron Bell played at New Mexico. Oh, golly, that's so, tough. That was a tough one. I, I, I look. I've got softballs. I got a tough one. That was really that, tough. That was a tough. A one-year one player who broke his leg, but an experienced veteran. Yeah, but he was one year with the Titans. Okay, all right. Here's your third from the 2017 season: Titans at Cardinals. Titans at Cardinals. Titans at Cardinals. I'm getting. Oh, I'm not gonna say anything. Oh. Uh, they lost this game Correct. Uh, because of Blaine Gabbert. They, only, <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't score any points, too. They only scored five field goals of 15 points or 12 points. 12 points. Me. I think it was 12 to 7. Titans. Yeah. Uh, they wore white over navy blue because the Cardinals wore red uh, tops. That is correct. <laughs> the, the Titans wore white jerseys and navy blue pants. Uh, do you know what color pants the Cardinals wore? Because you're right, they had red jerseys. Yeah, they had red jerseys and white pants. That's correct. Yes, you're right. You're now three for three. I am one for two. So go ahead and give me this. I, I'm not going to stump you. Uh, but well, go maybe ahead. who knows? Who knows? I look. I didn't know if I was going to stump you. What about Bleedy Ray Wilson? Bleedy Ray Wilson went to UConn. He's a that third is, round pick out of Connecticut. So thanks for getting is, me back on track. There you go. All right. Uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't gotten to my my. I've got two really hard ones. Okay, great. Byron Bell is no problem, man. Long division. It's gonna be tough. <laughs> All right, Titans. This is also from 2017. Titans versus Raiders. Titans versus Raiders. Ooh, this is tough because they flip flopped and they played um, home, home versus Raiders. 2017. Titans home versus Raiders. Jared Hicks says he played with Bleedy in high school. Was uh, he was he blind then? I've I uh I've I've been out drinking with Bleedy. Ray Wilson's Wilson. actually a really nice guy. I'm sorry. Yeah, for no, he, he he's an awesome dude. Yeah. I, I I would drink downtown Nashville with him when he played here. All right, Titans uh, home versus the Oakland Raiders in 2017. There's this is also a very memorable game. Uh, yes, this was a memorable game because this was this was Lawan's mess up. Correct. Yeah. So this is the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders wore black tops. This is early on in the season. The Titans wore white over uh, light blue. That's right. I know the it Titans is. Titans wore light wore white over light blue, and the Raiders <laughs> wore black jerseys. It was week one of the 2017 season. Uh, Zach, you are uh, four for four. I've got one more game that is probably going to be easy. Uh, well, but- who knows? Uh, <laughs> I, look, I'm going to throw one. I think you'll get – look, you caught some stride. You're, you're two for uh, – yeah, 
Two when I know him, I know him. If I don't know him, then I if I if I pause for a while, it'd be tough. Okay. So do you want to end on an easy one or a hard one? This is not the uh, give me an easy, give me an easier one. Akeem Ayers. Akeem Ayers went to uh, UCLA. That was a time. That was the same draft class where they took Jake Locker at ten and got Ayers dropped to the top of the second round. Where a lot of people said Akeem Ayers should have been the pick at tenth overall, and they've been fine with that. That's right. That is correct. I thought you would get that. Yes. Okay. So um, now, 2018 Titans at Jags. 2018 Titans at Jags. So last year was 2019. The year before, this was the first year that they wore those jerseys. That's also correct. Titans at Jags. This is uh, this is easy. Uh, The Titans in Jacksonville. Week two, I believe it was light blue over white when Derrick Henry ran over Jalen Ramsey. The Jags wore all white. Yeah, three quarters of it correct. The Titans wore light blue over white. The Jags did have white jerseys. They wore black pants. The Jags had teal pants. Teal pants. Oh, Oh. so does that count? Uh, I mean, maybe you could give me a, a, a half a point on that. A half a point. I don't claim to know the other teams, but I look. I I said it. I I I got three fourths of it correct. I get so three far, of it. all the ones that I've known, I've known what round they were drafted in too. So I mean, it's a little bonus there too. So I'll give you partial credit on that. So officially, uh, four and a half out of five. So what is my? Right, so I got two really hard ones. We'll see. This will really, really hard. Put, this will put you to the test. Okay. First I, one. First one is. Rapati Patuatua. Do you oh remember Rapati? Yes, but he was a he was a veteran free agent ad. Rapati Patuatua. Oh man, he's like six foot nine. Just a massive freaking human. I'm gonna say Rapati went to Utah. Ooh, West Coast close, but ah! incorrect. Washington State. Same color. <laughs> Different college. <laughs> That's All right, tough. and the veterans are harder because I don't know where they came from. The the they play because the, the two that I've missed were not drafted by the Titans, right? All right, so what um what is the what was your bonus one that was super hard? This is my super hard one. I don't think you'll get this. I would actually pay you. I'll pay you. Was he drafted by the Titans? No. Okay. Well, that, that's well, of course. I mean, you you. you You've been covering the damn team. You you like remember covering the team of this. I could probably name most of the Titans that were drafted. I don't claim to be good at this. You're never gonna get this. Sammy Lee Hill. <laughs> get out of here with this. <laughs> Sammy Lee Hill played for the Titans. He was on the roster. That was uh, that was under the constraints of what you wanted. Oh my god, Sammy Lee Hill, like. <laughs> Nose tackle, defensive North, line. North Carolina. No. You're never going to get this. <laughs> well, that's ridiculous, man. Come on. Like, oh, this was my bonus one. This doesn't count. Uh, where? Stillman College. Oh, get out of here with that joke crap. <laughs> that's bull. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Like, you rig, you stack the deck against me. Like come random questions. <laughs> uh, uh, Shrike says, "I'll get you back on track, Austin." He says, "William Hayes, NC State." <laughs> like, come on, like Sammy Lee Hill. Like, you're giving me guys who like had a cup of coffee with the Titans. <laughs> they played for the Titans. I should have known you would have done something like this. Look, what do you mean? The ones that you I get, have, I have forty. There is a limited amount of games I can pick from, right? And you have a limited amount of options. Look, I mean, you, you nailed it. Again, we'll start to spread this game out wide. Look, I you, I can go back. Like, you, if you want to pick a random game right now as a bonus question that is a hard one, I can pro- probably do it. All random right. game. Go back to a year. I got to get to my right uh, window here. I mean, I mean, I have to recruit Jack to uh, – Get me to, to double check the correct answer on this. I'll just tell you what the answer is. Okay. <laughs> um, 2012 Titans at 
Colts. 2012 Titans at Colts. Ooh, I just have to figure out if Charlie Whitehurst was the quarterback because I was think it was at this game. Uh, 2012 at Colts. They draft. Ooh, 2012 though. Uh, Nick asked about Rusty Smith. He went to FAU. Man, the 2012 year. I'm trying to think. Can you give me their record of that year? <laughs> Sammy Lee Hill, get the hell out of here with that. All right. Uh, the Titans' record was six and ten in 2012. Titans at Colts. Titans at Colts. Um, I'll, I'll give this, you this I'll is Andrew Luck's rookie year. Uh, yes. Titans at Colts. The Colts wore blue over white, and the Titans wore. Man, was this that year? White over navy blue. White over light blue. God dang it! Matt Hasselbeck was the quarterback. <laughs> uh, Chris, was that Jones, the next hint you were going to give me? I don't know if I would have got. Yeah, it. I was going to give Matt Hasselbeck as the next hint because you missed. You mentioned Charlie Whitehurst. Charlie Whitehurst was much more recent uh, than that. And they the Titans lost in overtime 19 to 13. Uh there. 2012. Jeez, that was eight years ago. Um, all right. Well, hey, all fair. We 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 had <laughs> I like this game though. I'm fishing in a bigger, way bigger ocean than you are. <laughs> I threw some softballs. I mean, David Cobb, Bleedy Ray Wilson. I can't ask you, Marcus Mariota or Derrick Henry. <laughs> you think you're ocean? I can't ask you those. Corey Davis, I can't ask you. AJ right. Brown, I can't ask you. Right. Basically, the the first the last two years roster, I can't ask you. Okay, but Sammy Lee Hill, like, get out of here with that. Sammy uh, Lee Hill. All right, you, let's could, you could have gone back to 2003 for all I care, and I would have done better than Sammy Lee Hill. You'll remember oh. it from here on out. Bye. Uh, I Stillman College. Did I even remember it now? Yeah, you did. Okay. All right. A to Z Sports. I, I feel like now we have throwing shade all of a sudden. This whole time throwing shade. Uh, we'll throw shade in the show. Uh, but first, let me tell you guys uh, about Renters Warehouse. RentersWarehouse.com. They're the professional landlords in the Nashville area. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. There are several options that you have other than selling your house when you move. And renting your house out to others is a great way to get mailbox money. You build equity in that home that you already own. Also, if you own Airbnbs and they've been sitting empty for a couple months, Renters Warehouse can temporarily rent out your home uh, to help you supplement some of that income that you've lost just for a few months. There's no binding contracts. Then when things get back to normal, you go back to being an Airbnb and you know, everything's good. Renters Warehouse, Nashville's professional landlords, RentersWarehouse.com. All right, it is shade time here on A to Z Sports. We also got the A to Z Sports podcast network you can check out. It was a fun little trivia game. We may do that here and there. We got to figure it out, see if I can stump Austin uh, with with some uh, <laughs> some good trivia. But it's shade time. So my shade's a little heavier. So, Austin, if you want to go first with your shade, mine, mine has two parts of my shade. All right. Well, my shade's pretty damn heavy, too. I Look, a lot of things have happened over the last, a uh, few weeks. Uh, you're right. Over the last several days, uh, and then there's Corner Pub and Corner Pub Green Hills, which is not Corner Pub Brentwood, not Corner Pub Downtown or Bellevue or Mount Juliet. Corner Pub Green Hills is owned separately from the other Corner Pub establishments, and Corner Pub Green Hills is absolutely getting drugged through the gravel, the broken glass for their asinine tweets that whoever runs that account has been tweeting over the last couple of months. I used to go to Corner Pub Green Hills um, uh, quite often. My wife and I used to frequent it. It's down the street uh, from our house. We used to go there during the football season uh, for some drinks and some bar food, but never again uh, because after the tweets that they sent uh, telling people uh, that they should have driven over protesters, uh, calling black people animals and other racist uh, tweets that they've had. 
And then they tried to apologize for that in Corner Pub, uh, Green Hills, by the way. They tried to apologize for apologizing for the retweets they made and not even taking responsibility for the racist tweets that they actually sent themselves. And they got dragged through it. They got ratioed. The last time I looked, 108 replies to two retweets. And so Corner Pub, Green Hills, you're not going to – I don't I don't see how you can recover from this because that was uh, – you got – you got exposed as a racist company in a racist business yesterday, and there's no apology you can make. And the apology you attempted was half-assed and embarrassing. Yeah, so I, I, I agree with that. I saw those comments. You, you, as a business, you want to represent yourself in the best possible way. Politics, race, discussions like that, or even attacking those words that they said. It's never going to do you any good. You should stand up for what is right and banish the people that are wrong. We all know what right and wrong is, right? We do. Well, we, we, we know that. We have good morals. That is a great example of one that does not have them. Uh, ML Cole says he's throwing shade at you for uh, jailbreaking, for possibly, yeah, I don't know if you've done this yet, jailbreaking. Uh, yesterday, I, I ran out of time in my day, and I did not have a chance to attempt to jailbreak my Amazon Prime stick yet. Bobby says uh, shade on racism as a overall. Uh, I agree with that. Xavier says shade on for the orange man because he's just orange is stupid. So going with the racism uh, of there. So we agree with that. Shade says on folks who stay silent is uh, is compliance. You don't have to sound off on everything that bothers you. Some of us are working on PhDs, working abnormal shifts and talking day care. So David's saying and bring up another point of, just because you don't post doesn't mean that you don't understand or realize. I think that that's fair. In America, you have the freedom to speech. You also have the freedom to not speak if you don't want to. So silence, it doesn't necessarily mean that you agree or disagree. You could be a good moral person that doesn't use social media the same way. A lot of people have social media or Instagram, and all of a sudden, you know, they don't post. They just use that for that. Uh Here's my shade, all right? Uh, and Juan will do a quick uh, other shade. Uh, on the day of the week that I had to drive back from the beach, the beach is great. We uh, uh, I understand that. So here's my shade, two-part. My first shade has to do with, and it looks like Austin's going to have to reconnect, so I will I'll go solo on this. Um, my, first, my shade right here is solo shade. My shade is for all of these images that you've seen people taking pictures in front of broken glass or broken doors that have been destroyed by the, the, the damage maybe of the aftermath of the protests or looters or riots, however you want to describe it. But that, like, don't do that for Instagram pictures. That, that's a terrible look for you and our country. There's a reason or should be a reason why you protest, and the protest is to stand up for, for what you believe and what you believe should be, because this is right, not wrong, is that racism needs to go away. We need to be one. We need to be equals. We need to treat everybody alike. Cops should treat black men and women the same way that they treat white men and women. We all know that. That is right. But I think my overall shade is the status of this world right now, right? I understand that a great thing is going on because we're now talking about it. I get that. But I feel that our world is so separated right now when the goal is to try to unify. I hope and I pray that all the things that have occurred, which I understand the stance, George Floyd, his name should not be in vain. His life should be remembered as an example of what not to do if you are a police officer and how to handle a certain situation. But we need to come together, and I feel like our world is, is breaking apart right now. I hope the aftermath blends us together again. So that's my shade. I don't like the state of the universe right now. It doesn't mean that it will stay this way. I think we all have learned a, lot, a valuable lesson. I, as a white man who has had probably more privilege than others, and I fully understand that, I've learned a lot this week, and I've learned a lot last week because of this. So I think a lot of other people are like me, other white people. They've learned a lot 
from the black community speaking out on what they believe. And I respect that. I think that that is right. My hope and my wish and my prayers are that everything that has occurred and that is occurring currently will get us on the other side and we will have success, right? That we can get to where we need to go. So shade on one side, but optimism on the other. Uh, Austin got kicked off because of uh, because of an internet problem, but we will be back tomorrow morning. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening to me and Austin and partaking in this show. It was a fun show. This is a unique shade because this is a unique situation. Uh, God bless all of you, and we will be back uh, tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Adios.